0: We have a friend his name is carlo sliskovic carlo
1: can you introduce yourself yes my name is carlos the or sliskovic i'm i'm born in um, bosnia i'm croatian my girlfriend is serbian and uh, bosnia croatia and serbia were a part of yugoslavia um, which is a country which got destroyed in the 90s um um, in, this, in, a, in a civil war, um, I, w- I was a re- refugee and went to Germany. And then I came back and then I went to Germany again. There I did my school. And basically, I'm 29 years old now. I'm interested in uh, philosophy and um, basically all knowledge. And um, I like to express my worldviews. And um, my confession is actually Christian but I'm not, I'm not the type of guy who is dismissing any other um, re- re- religions. I'm, I'm, I'm actually a- accepting almost all religions because I think faith is something um, important because through faith you, uh, you can gain a, a lot of strength even though um, it might be ir- irrational for, the, for some people. But on the other hand, sometimes you find yourself in really fucking shitty situations in which you need faith to get out of it, and therefore I'm kind of a believer.
0: And, but it's, it's interesting because um, uh, you mentioned that you're a refugee. Uh, before we could dive into f- your philosophy, uh, can you uh, tell us about your life story? I think that would be very interesting. Sure,
1: we can we can go with, with the flow. I said I wanted to talk about philosophy, but uh, I'm also open to just answer your, your questions. Um, refugee, I mean, when I was, um, I was born in 1991 and the war started in 1991, So, in 1995, we went to Germany and I basically lived the first four years in a war country. So, I can actually remember a a lot of happenings when I was very young. So, therefore, because I was raised in a a warlike country, I um, very early asked myself certain questions like, uh, why does war happen? And how can it be that that adults are not controlling this, or better to say, what is the actual reason for war? I never understood it until I got like 16, 20 or 25, until I really understood that most of the time there's just interests, and some people are just grinding those interests and not giving a fuck about what everybody else says, and and they are are doing this through military power. When I was a kid, I always thought like there was a reason to do this. Now I know that there is no reason. There is just ignorance on all sides of the of the parties. So, um, re- refugee lifestyle was like um, living in Bosnia, then going to Germany by bus, then living there, in many. Uh, refugee camps, my father couldn't come with us um, because he didn't get the visa so we were like like kids with my mother in a foreign country, couldn't speak the language and just basically were um, sent to a a lot of places and then 1999 when the war was over we just got sent back, so we went back to a country which was totally um, destroyed and we had nothing so my, my mother had to like work in um, Germany again and this was the reason my parents divorced and then there was all kinds of shit and then then we, ha- we had to go to Croatia to find like money and um, to kind of live but um, our destiny wasn't the only one like uh, a lot of the people at that time had the same destiny that they returned from uh, countries in which they were refugees to countries which got destroyed and basically had no economic power at all so we kind of had to figure out how to uh, manage this so eventually my mother married somebody from Germany who was actually a, a kind of manager of, of this uh, re- refugee home we lived in and um, then me and my brother could come to Germany again and like um, live here so that's the basic uh, refugee story of, of myself.
0: Um, what what led you to studying philosophy and focusing on, on thinking about life and everything in
1: general? Yes, thank you for this beautiful question. Um, basically, it was like this: I always ask myself, "How can it be? Like, what is the reason?" And up until the point where I got like sixteen. I always thought that in this system that there's a goal like that there's a goal that I'm going to school and when I go to school that there will there will be like something but when I finished my school I realized that I just got dropped like out of school like I did 10 years of school and then it was like okay now now you're done with, with school now you can go in your life and I, and, and I was like shocked like I, I thought why because I thought school is supposed to teach me something but basically school didn't teach me anything school just um, taught me that there's a system in which I have to be and I have to play my role but it did not taught me like um, why the world works what's the reason the nations are established what's the reason the systems are established, what's the reason all laws are established so the reason why I went into philosophy, I mean the first reason was because I read the book from Homer, Ilias, in which he talks about how uh, um, Achilles is like um, destroying Troy. And um, in this book I realized that the people from old Greece, they had a completely different worldview than we have today because they believed in old gods like Zeus and Aphrodite and something like that. And we believe like in I don't know I think this is we believe in science I would say so but the, but the difference is is that is that there is actually no difference because the people from old Greece believed in love and they believed in um, passion and they believed in humanity as much as we do today or the Christians or actually everywhere everywhere the people believe like in humanity it's just some um, believe it more or some less Uh, and um, what I wanted to say is that um, nowadays I I oftentimes ask myself why are we still in a situation 2020 where the laws and the politics are still diminishing this humanity and are still doing great shit towards let's say poor people or um, handicapped people or old people or young people you know all these injustices and this is the reason why i started to um, study philosophy because i wanted to know the origins of the thoughts of the people
0: okay so what have you found being the origin of the thoughts of the people
1: um the origins of the thoughts of the people is basically nature the old greeks like the egyptians and all others were all studying nature They did not study like maths or sciences, they first studied nature and after they studied nature they started to um, establish certain sciences. That being said, the more we destroy nature, the less we will um, gain knowledge and the less we will actually be humans.
0: Okay, that's a very interesting thought. Um, Can you uh, describe how the Greeks studied nature in the past?
1: well, there, was, there, there were certain um, ph- philosophers who who did it in a more, let's say, perceptive way like Pythagoras, Anaximander or um, Heraclit but one of the greatest um, philosophers ever known is so- Socrates and what he basically did is, he just chilled, you know he just chilled and he just observed what is happening and if you were ever in Athens, Greece, you would know that there the temperature is very nice the the sun is very nice, the wind is very nice and back then the people did not destroy their um, homes and in the night you could see a a lot of stars and the nature was just, um, let's say, untouched. So what Socrates did was he was just observing what is happening and um, by looking at nature and and feeling himself as human he realized the simple truths also of human behavior, human sociology and human um, needs in life. Therefore he was able to um, contradict every logic which which was thrown at him, because he was always talking from a stand from a standpoint of simple truth, and he was never like um, trying to idealistically imagine something that's not there. He he would always come to the simple truth, and the people had to agree with him.
0: And so um, I, I wanna I'm curious though um what is your the school your school of thought that you cling to and. When- Uh, Trying to understand
1: reality. Um, The school of thought um, thing is, I refuse to bound myself to one particular school of thought. I'm always trying to find the connections between all schools of thought. From Muslim schools of thought like Rumi, to Hindu schools of thought like Bhagavad Gita, over um, Christian schools of thought like Jesus, to um, Socrates' schools of thought, all these schools of thought are trying to say one and the same thing, and that is to be a human and to enjoy life and, and not to destroy, but to create and be peaceful and try to find justice and protect children and protect the weak and, be, and don't be a destructive asshole. And this is like my school of thought. I'm, I'm, I, I said, I'm a believer, so I do pray. But when I pray to God, I, I pray like, please make it so everybody's happy, you know. And all those people who are induced with evil, help them to to see that they're evil. You know, most of the time the people don't even know they are doing wrong. They think they are doing the right thing, but they're mostly ignorant. You know, sometimes they also just defy themselves. Deny themselves, and they have learned to lie to get where they where they are, and to and to destroy their principles. And the thing is that if we all do this, then we are all going to die, and we're all cease to exist. And therefore, we have to turn around. We all have to be in love, and have to be happy, and have to be uh, um, good to each other, so we can procreate, so we can make new humans. And, and, uh, and the philosophy that, uh, of anti-natalism that you don't create any humans anymore is the dumbest in the world. And also that uh, that the world is overpopulated is also wrong. The world is not overpopulated. It's just that some people, 1%, own more than 99% and this is irrational. Well, I'm, 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 I'm definitely believing in neo Neoplatonism from Plotin and Platon. The, that they say that all this physical what we see is just a shadow of the idea that is before the physical appearance so what that means what that means is that everything that is physically ma- ma- manifested right now exists a priori the physical manifestation as an idea in a what what we call maybe in an ideal world or in a spiritual world or in a they say also Platonic world. This is Plato's. This is Plato's philosophy. But interesting is that this Plato's philosophy correlates to the Hindu philosophy, and the Hindu philosophy says the exact same thing. And I think also the Egyptian Toth philosophy says the same. That everything that is physical right now. Every every object every every form has its idea. Therefore, when you die, you don't die. What what dies is your body, but your idea of yourself doesn't die. You actually exist further.
0: Yeah, and so um, it, the, I think then that you believe also in a way in the spiritual realm because. Uh,
1: yes, because um, you're talking about that uh, an afterlife, life, right? which are not explainable, like, for example, inspiration and intuition. We all like to talk about logic, like everything is logic, everything is logic, but actually a lot of things aren't logic at all, like um, how the universe behaves is not logic, and how particles are created is not logic, how the electrons are moving is not logic, quantum entanglement, for example, is not logic, and what is also not logic is that you have ideas, because where are your ideas coming from you know sometimes you have the idea you want to create something you want to paint something you want to make a podcast you want to you want to express yourself you want to do something which you love all this is not logical because logic is uh, something like you see a blue uh, garbage can and you have a cigarette in your hand and this is the only logic that you have You, you should not have the idea to all of a sudden jump out of, out of the window let's say this is irrational so all ideas that you have are not logics they are coming from somewhere completely else
0: yeah and so you uh, uh, talked uh, uh, a, a little deeper into the philosophy of mind right so I, I'm guessing that um, would you believe that the consciousness is something that does not really could not exist in a physical First of all, world?
1: The, the universe itself created this consciousness Okay. So, before the universe creates something, it, it has to have a blueprint on what is it ab- able to create. Like let's say the seed of an apple. The seed of an apple has all the DNA and all the code in the apple. You know, if, if you plant an apple seed, it will grow an apple tree. It will not grow a banana tree, right? It will be an apple tree. Same with the universe. Everything that the universe has created the universe knew already before what is it capable of creating. So, it created consciousness, obviously. We are, we are aware, right? So the question is, why did the universe create consciousness in us? And so the question is, is it did it only create it in us, or is it actually all around us? You know what I'm saying? So... This is the question, because if the universe is able to create consciousness in us, then it is also able to create consciousness in whatever it wants to create consciousness. And the other question is, uh, this is the coin flip, every time you you, you have an idea of something, you also have to look at it from the other perspective. The other question is, is consciousness actually an illusion? This is the other perspective, like, are we actually... Just saying that we are conscious, or are we just doing like things predetermined? Are we actually just robots? This is the other question. But I, I do not concern myself with this question because I'm on the other side. I'm saying that we are conscious, we are the universe observing itself through us. And um, most likely, it is that the universe itself is complete. Com- completely conscious. Mm. This is a pan-psychic view, view, right? Although, 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 they are symbiotic. Because because a pan-psychic um, pan's view can also be a monopsychic view. Because if I say everything is consciousness, or everything, the universe in its entirety is one, then I also say I believe in mono isn't because if I say I believe in God then I say I I believe in something good something progressive and something for life you know the universe itself is always sustaining itself it wants to live so therefore I believe in the good I pray to God because the Christian style of praying is nice it is very positive so I do this but um ultimately it is symbiotic I, I do not believe that there's for example a old man chilling somewhere and overlooking everything I believe that God is all around us and we are God and that um, we just have to be in line with consciousness in line with the universe and it's uh, and and it will I, I did not I did not concern myself a lot with Spinoza I like what I, I I like what he said, but um, as far as I know, I'm not ultimately totally in line with his.
0: Yeah, okay, but what I meant was that the 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 universe is is God, or 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 is God like um manifests him, him, himself in the universe, but it also has a separate well, as uh, I, form as, as I outside I said, the universe. I believe in Neoplatonism,
1: and Neoplatonism explains it like this. There is one God, and this God is the one. Like You can also call it the nothingness or the everything, because nothing is everything. Because, for example, if you close your eyes, you see nothing, and you also see everything, because if you have everything, there is no um, distinction anymore. You, know? you see just everything. You don't see any differences anymore. So nothing and everything is exactly the same. So this is the Neoplatonic definition of God, the so-called one. Now, from the one comes down the spirit, like this is like the will, like the will, like you have nothing and you have everything, and now and then you have the intention of or, or the creative power of what do you want actually to create, like what do you want to create from nothing or from everything, and then you have like um, let's say the the soul which is like the life force, uh, which is like um, um, which is like giving the physical properties its um, its uh, properties, like, which is manifesting the physical forms. So this is what I believe. Um, You have physical, and everything that is physical has already, had already an idea, and above this idea is this, what we call God, and this God is everything. Like, all the good stuff, and also all the evil stuff, you know. So this, this what we call God, is everything. So it is also all the, the degenerate shit, and all the uh, evil shit, but this God itself doesn't judge, you know. This God itself is just the one light, let's say, or the one pure thing, and um, we are the ones who are judging, we are the ones who are trying to uh, be good and be procreative. We, we, we have it in our power, so by, by our actions and by our thoughts. Because we know from we know from experience in life that if we do evil things, that we are not happy. You no, know? if we that we re, re, regret a lot of things. If I let's say hurt somebody, I regret it. Some people don't. Some people are addicted to um, doing evil shit, but ultimately they aren't feeling good because eventually, when you get old, you um, you uh, you want to be. You want to be kind of loved. You want to be kind of cared for. You want to be kind of. Uh, um, you look back at your life, and you want to be kind of proud. Be proud of your life because you have only one. You know, so um, when you do evil shit today, you might not get the paycheck today, but you will get it later. You know, by but everything by everything you did. So it's better to be a good person and a creative person, because you have to ask yourself. You have two directions, like dualism. You can create or you can destroy. If you destroy, there is nothing. And when there is nothing, then there's nothing to talk about, nothing to speak about, and you get lonely and ass, you know. But when you create, there is everything. There is like you and me, your brother, your sister, everything we love, dogs, cats, animals, all the beautiful stuff, all the beautiful things, and you have the decision where you want to go. Do you want to destroy this planet? Or do you want to create this planet, you know? And this is like your decision as a soul, which comes from God.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned uh, being good, you know? So um, do you believe in objective moral uh, standards? Okay. And what is the ontology of this? Is it more about divine command or something that is, um, there's... Actu- an actual rule out there in the universe that we should follow of what is good or bad
1: well yes you can um, you can just l- look at life at the early stages for example when the child is born when the child is born the human child but sustain itself if you if you just drop it on the ground it will just die so we have to care for it you know so this is This is the basic logic of all humanity. We have to care for each other. If if your woman drops a child and you don't care for it, it will cease. If the child ceases, then we all cease. Right? Right. But we have to care for it and we have to bring it up. And the child is a uh, blueprint. It it doesn't know anything. So you have to teach it. What what are you going to teach it? Is the question. Are you teaching it love? Hopefully. Compassion, creativeness and uh, courage. This will uh, bring more love and, and it, will, it, will, it will spread more love. If you are teaching it other bad stuff, then it will destroy, you know. So th- this is the moral, this is the objective moral. Um, it's just that if you, if you live in a corrupt system like this, which we are living in, you are losing this moral and you don't believe, like I did, you don't believe any of the adults, any of the politicians, anyone in charge, because you can judge them by their results. You know, the results are degenerate, and they're taking money from the people, they're taking their lives. Therefore, I can understand people who lose com- com- complete faith in humanity and all objective morals.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, um, because you also believe in objective morals, I would assume that you believe in free will as well.
1: First of all, you are r- responsible for everything that you do, so you have free will. And uh, free will, the universe itself banked out of free will, you know. It was the universe's will to bank and it is the universe to, uh, to still be alive and to, and, still, and to still create. You know the quantum physics say that you, you cannot. Uh, actually say what the particle is going to do. you, will, you only have a certain percentage of what what is it maybe going to do and this is also because the particle itself is will. The particle knows exactly where does, where does it wants to go and and it changes its direction as soon as we try to observe it. It's the, this is the same with you. If you are in a room and you're doing something, and all of a sudden somebody is putting a camera on you, you are uh, behaving artificially. If you know, you are observed, and you are not free anymore.
0: So um, then, uh, what, what, what is your view on de- causal determinism?
1: Determinism basically is the coin flip of free will, because this is what I said before. I said that um, everything is consciousness, and everything is will. And this is the coin flip where somebody says no, everything is predetermined and everything is just a script. This is just the this is just the opposite belief, because the opposite belief said that everything which happens is predetermined and all of this is just like a simulation and AI, and you can't actually get out of it. But um, I think that's uh, absolutely foolish, because we know that. Um, if we are examining something that we find logics all the time and expand our prisma of knowledge and um, we are presented logics and new knowledge on a regular basis so de- determinists are just lazy they just want to say yeah everything is predetermined there's no reason to examine anything anymore So this is this is a nihilistic view on the world like that 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 like nothing matters. and um, I the only reason I believe they can be, believe in this is that they are not creative enough or they' are, they are too lazy to actually try to find the truth. They' just uh, they don't want others to find the truth. They just want to uh, have a stalemate is a status quo in which they just don't um try to understand what's really going on.
0: Okay. That's cool. And so um I want to ask then for example um uh when you look at, when you have free will but y- you also believe in a causal uh, universe, you know. But when when you what is your view on the quantum mechanics of things? Uh, is it is everything random or is it everything like in a in a in an entropy entropy but with a direction that is uh, brings
1: order? Everything is in is in an order because um, if all were chaos, there there would be no laws, you know. No, no laws of gravity, no laws of light, no laws of uh, nature, biochemistry, and Electromagnetism, all that shit would not exist because th- that shit is logic. It is a logic in itself. So, um, therefore, about quantum mechanics, the quantum mechanics are teaching us what's actually really going on. We just don't understand it because we are too un- uncreative, uncreative in our in our sci- in our scientific logic in which we think that we have to write everything down and everything has to follow our logic. But the quantum mechanics are showing us that our linear perception of the world is not sufficient enough to understand what's really going on.
0: Uh, And, um, you know, like, um, we've talked about philosophy, morality, and free will, you know? And um, in terms of, for example, uh, what your, your own personal values how does philosophy affect your daily behavior in life? You know, you, you, you being a normal person.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, since I read philosophy and history, I can be assured of my own principles. You know, I can be assured that my principle of love, principle of creation, and principle of um, seeking wisdom is correlates to the principles of my ancestors and the principles of the people who were here before me so I feel good when I read Socrates or when I read Jesus or when I read Rumi or when I read Buddha or when I read Mohammed that all these people try to establish a just full world and I want to be one of them and I want to be that my people around me are also one of them, to, that we establish a world in which a kid can grow Without the fear of being violated by some assholes who are ignorant and who are taking advantage of the goodness of the other people.
0: And um, when when you look at, for example, uh, all these organized religions, you know the big ones. Um, uh, what do you what do you see when you uh, look at someone, for example, a Christian who who has full conviction of his faith that he really believes that he's going to heaven is he in illusion or
1: yes yes first of all all the big institutions are corrupted by power whatever they are they're corrupted by power so it doesn't matter if this is the religions or the politicians or the NGOs or your local sports club, they're all corrupted by power, because they love to control other people. So, if we take, for example, a fool who believes in the scripture of, let's say, Jesus, then that fool believes more in the words than in the actual teachings. And he would rather kill his own brother to prove that he's right than to than to live by the word which was sent to him by his prophet, you know. The reason Jesus, the, the reason why they raped Jesus was because he was a Jew and he said, look guys you are doing wrong things to your people and then they crucified him because he was talking truth, because he was pointing at the at the um, at the problems. He, that, Jesus did not care about the teachings, but Jesus was Jew. So the same thing happens today, or happened before in the Inquisition and by the Romans, with, uh, I think his name was uh, something, and Constantine, yeah, he he infiltrated religion, made it, he infiltrated Christianity, made it world religion, and from that standpoint started to persecute everyone who is not in his, in his line of thought. And what I want to say is that um, the scriptures don't matter at all. What matters is what you do. So all the hypocritical Christians are doing the bad thing. And not only the Christians. We, we're talking about everyone. We're talking about politicians. We're talking about those so-called light workers. We're talking about spiritual people. We're talking about everyone and everything who has good intentions but his results are bad. This is the main thing. If your results are bad, then there's something wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah? Because I was, let's say, i wasn't i was in psychiatry lately because the police beat me up and they i and and I didn't commit a crime so they put me in, in 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 psychiatry for twenty days I had ten days medication and ten days not you know i i'm I'm completely rational but in this clinic, I realized a lot of people who are so called maniacs they um they don't understand what they're doing and some of those people for example they think They think that they are doing the good, but they are doing the completely opposite. For example, they would come to you and they would talk with you and they would talk about the good, they would talk about peace and love, but what they would always do and always will do, they would always impose their own order upon you, you know? So if you would drink a cup of water now, they would say, don't drink this cup of water because something might happen, blah, blah, blah. And you were like, hey, let me just chill. Let me just drink my water. And they were like, no, you can't because you, you would defy the gods or some crap like this, you know. So this is the definition of a maniac. He can just operate in his own logic, and he doesn't understand that he has to let his brother live in peace. Mm-hmm.
0: I see. And then um, uh, when you talk about uh, mania, um, in a way you're comparing it to those uh, People who are in organized religion trying to impose their own beliefs upon others, right?
1: Yes, I do. Because they are in in a in a mania. They cannot step back. They cannot see the big picture. They can see only one little thing, one little logic, and in this logic, they are operating. And uh, this mania is not only applied on big institutions and Christians. It is applied on everyone, and everything, who can see only his own logic like his own one plus one is two but he doesn't understand that one and one is two and one for example you can also just turn the logic around you can you can you can you can perceive logic from many different ways and in, in which they all connect and you, sh- you you shall not impose your own logic upon somebody who has a completely different perspective. You know you know what Einstein said is like we are teaching uh, we are teaching fish to climb trees like monkeys, you know what I'm saying? There are people who have there are people who have certain abilities, certain talents. I'm a I'm a painter, for example, or a musician or a philosopher, but I'm not a fucking physicist, you know. I do understand some form of quantum mechanics and the basic uh, to physics, but I can't build a, a airplane or something like that. This, this is not my profession, you know. So, um, this is the problem with the e- educational system. Is that they're teaching the humans to behave only in one logic. Therefore, it's also called university, because uni is one. University, one way of thinking, but it should be called a multiverse. A multiversity, a m- multiple ways of thinking, multiple ways of creating. This is why the entire civilization now is in a stalemate. We have, to, we have to kind of educate our people in a way that they are pursuing their own goals and not the goals which are imposed on them. For example, I, I had a very good friend. He, he was a great guitar player. He was fantastic, absolutely great. You, if, if you would hear him, you would think he's Michael Jackson on guitar or something like that. But then he went to college, and because he couldn't study guitar, he started to study singing in the opera, and eventually he he finished it, and he is now an, an opera singer. But he's not as amazing as he was as a guitar player. You know, this is like the this is like the problem. If you're good at physics, it doesn't mean that um, you should you should like study study let's say engineering it, it, it just means that you should study your own talent whatever that is and the problem is that it is given too much power for the idiots because the people who are studying economics and politics are giving the most power but they are the most idiots of them all because they are the most corrupt if, if somebody is smart and he is studying physics or a philosophy or maybe uh, biochemistry chemicals and s- stuff like that sociology as well psychology this is these are very very uh, in- intelligent topics but the most power have the economics who are just who are just imposing their system on everybody and the politicians who have no system at all except winning for every cause it doesn't matter how just win you know they have no principles the politicians have no principles, and the economics have no principles. No human principles on how we, want to, how we want to live. Because if I get money, I'm not getting money to get more money, I'm getting money to live better, right? And, and with the politicians, is the same. The politician has to represent the will of the people in the parliament and not impose his motherfucking will on the people. This is a problem.
0: Okay, and uh, now that we've, uh, t- uh, we've touched on t- politics, um, what is uh, your view on r- r- global politics right now?
1: Um, everything is corrupted. Money rules. Um, you, you cannot win anymore because the moment you get elected is the moment people are using mafia tricks to subdue you because the moment you have something to lose is the moment you are in is, is the moment somebody controls you so let's say you all of a sudden be, become president of germany and have all power let's say you know let's say then all the economics all the banks and all the uh, in, insurances will come to you and say you have to do what i say if you don't i will strip you away of all your money and you can basically Rot, because if if the if the if the economy is gone, then all the people have nothing to eat anymore. Because they have implemented the system that the that the people are not sustaining themselves, but they are dependent on 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 uh, food manufacturers and water um, suppliers and all kinds of garbage. Instead of instead of making the system like the people can sustain themselves in smaller areas. They make it so that everybody is dependent on one food supplier, on one gas supplier, on one electricity supplier. And if that guy is gone, then all the people have nothing. This is a problem. So the problem is that if you get elected with all your beautiful views, let's say Barack Obama had beautiful views, I don't know, but he cannot he he, he cannot just push through because the banks are going, going to tell him you have to do what we say to you and if you don't, we are going to strip you off of fundamental economy. So he has they always have to find a middle way, middle agreement. This is what I said that the economics are the most corrupted at all because the politicians they have even even if they don't have principles, they have ideas which they want to be known for. They want to change the road. They want to do something. But the economics, they have no principles at all. They're serving their God, the money, you know. The more money, the better. How? I don't give a shit. And this is a very big problem because the money don't care about your principles. If I'm, let's say, road shit, and I own, like, uh, all the banks, and I have all the money, and I have all the power, then I can, when I, when I sit down with my with my mother or with my father or with my daughter. I don't speak about how to raise my children. I speak about how to subdue Congo into a um, slave country by um, empowering let's say Germany or Nigeria through economic power so we can uh, take all the resources from them and they are doing everything that we want because this is power. This is how power works. The more power you have, the more you want power. So therefore um, this is a, maybe a sick view, but um, this is reality. So, um, the, the problem is that the people are good. And the people, have, um, the people have given power to the politicians for a long, long time, but they, don't, but, but they don't understand that for a long, long time now, for the last 10 to 20, 10 to 20 years, they have changed laws all the time in a subliminal way, so that it's almost impossible now for for entire globalization to get out of it. Because what the people are doing is they are demonstrating. But it's not enough anymore because they, they, the politicians aren't listening anymore. Because the media is also in the politicians' hands. If you're demonstrating like with one million people, what are you going to do if nobody is broadcasting it? You know, we had a demonstration here in Munich with I don't know half a million people maybe, and they say, yeah, well, about 10,000 were there, you know, they're just lying. So, at some point, talking won't be enough anymore. This is the problem. You know, the French Revolution, they didn't talk Louis out of Versailles. They killed him. Same with the October Revolution. But the difference now is that back then, there was only one king, and you knew whom to kill. Now, there's the entire global the entire global uh, market is the enemy and if you just replace one guy, let's say a Trump, then um, it it won't affect anything. This is also the problem what the Americans are not understanding is that it's not Trump their problem, it's their entire system their problem and all our systems. So it will be a creative and interesting way to find out how to um, how to take course of the ship you know how to take course of the ship into a progressive style of living and not the economic style of um of rupturing and taking away everything from everyone
0: mm-hmm. okay and um it's been uh, great uh talking to you, carlo and uh, um i just want to ask you one last question okay um be, being someone from your perspective, you know you've been a refugee, you've seen the war, and you've studied philosophy. Um, what advice would you give to the listeners who to to if they want to make a good difference or change the world into a better place? How would they do it?
1: Um, first of all, I would like to say they should definitely relax, okay, and not be afraid, and not not take too much info because we are living in a in a world in which on a daily basis you get a lot of info on Facebook and Instagram and media and whatever and you kind of get lost so what I want to say to the young people and I'm talking about people of, let's say 20 years, maximum 20 years because if you're after 20 you're already in the system um, that you should never give up on yourself and always pursue your goals And um, don't let anyone talk you out of what your inspiration is.
0: So that's the end of it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is your host, Elmo Ador Jr. And thank you for listening in. And please subscribe. Please follow us on Facebook. Please, Please follow this. Please. Thanks.